everybody, it's Sue Bidstrup. We are back with the Great Big Yes podcast, and I am so excited. And I have missed you all, but thank you for being patient. And I just want to thank you so much to those of you who've reached out and said, when are you podcasting again? When are you putting out new episodes? And that encouragement just means the world to me. So thank you for listening and for sticking with me. And for those of you who haven't been here before, and this may be your first time you're listening, um, the Great Big Yes podcast is where I talk to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose, people who are making a difference in the world. And I really just love having these conversations. It's so encouraging to me, um, but what I really love is just kind of the tone of encouraging one another, right? And hopefully from these conversations, um, if you have a dream in your heart, you'll start to understand the truth is you can also do this. You can do whatever it is that you're feeling called to do. And sometimes it just means taking that next step in faith. And so this is encouragement for you along the journey. So I'm grateful you're here. Um, please reach out to me on social media. I have Great Big Yes on Instagram, Great Big Yes on Facebook, Great Big Yes on Twitter. And um, I have obviously the podcast. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. I would love it if you would share. Um, it means the world if you rate and review it on iTunes. And I've had a couple people try to do that and run into some problems. So I don't want to make it this thing that's a pain for you to do. But if there's a few minutes extra in your day that you can go over there and rate and review this um, podcast, that would really help me out. So I would thank you for that. And I'm just working on kind of revamping the look of things and the sound of things. And I just hope that um, it's coming to you in quality and and um, that you're enjoying it. But if there's ever any feedback, I would love to hear that. The other thing I want to mention is I've got some really great guests lined up um, for the next few episodes. But I'm really interested in hearing from you on that as well. Like, who do you want to hear about? Whose stories um, do you want to hear about? Um, I would love for you to just refer anyone to me if they've started something really cool or um, they just have a really neat story to tell. Tell them about me. Send them over to me. Um, have them find Great Big Yes and uh, reach out to me. And I would love to just kind of expand this party, expand this tribe of people who um, are saying yes and encourage one another. So Hopefully that makes sense, and I'm excited today to introduce you to Kara Osborne. She is the founder of wellnesswitness.com, and Kara and I met on a retreat where we were praying together, and we had never met before, and we just prayed together, and it was so beautiful, and I knew there was something special about her, and there are no accidents or coincidences, so um, I know that I was meant to meet her, and sure enough, she has been an encouragement for me, so I'm excited to have her on for her to share her story. There were a million ways we could have talked about this for hours and hours and hours, a million ways this conversation could have gone. Um, but we only had so much time in the day. So check her out on wellnesswitness.com for more information. But um, listen in. I know that you will be blessed. And I thank you for being here. Welcome back and enjoy. All right. Welcome, Kara. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. All right. So for the people who are listening, I met Kara through, um, she was a Rev Revelation Wellness um, leader. You were in leadership for Revelation Wellness, and I was helping lead at a 
Holy Yoga Retreat. And that's how yeah. we met, right? That time we prayed together? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, it was so beautiful. I loved that. Yes. It was so beautiful. And um, so what happened was we were just kind of told to grab somebody, grab a partner, and um, pray with them. And so Kara and I um, ended up together. And I know it's no no accident, no coincidence, yeah, but right. the Lord brought us yeah. together. And I just love everything you're doing. Kara is... Um, the founder of uh, wellnesswitness.com, right? That's the website. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So tell us, um, I would love for you just to share your story with the listeners, just kind of how all of this began for you. Sure. So I will say I'm I'm about three years in, so I'll kind of give you the highlight, but I I feel like I'm still just in the very beginning of what the Lord is trying to call me towards doing. But Basically, about four years ago, I found myself in the same struggle. I have been in every single year when it comes to be January and um, of the process of saying I need to be healthy and wanting to do that, but so tired of starting every new plan and every quick fix that came across. And if there was a new diet, I tried it. I mean, any of it, I would jump on the bandwagon and um, the Lord got a hold of my heart and I said, I'm so tired of trying to fix this in my own strength. If you could show me how to be healthy your way. And so I spent about a year um, learning what it looked like to be a body on mission. And instead of turning to a diet book or instead of turning to a, a workout program, allowing the Lord to guide my choices. And I thought that's all it was. Um, and then I finished that year and I thought, okay, I, I think I finally made some progress and I've got a grip on some of these issues that have really just lingered off and on throughout my life. And, and I felt like the Lord said, now you're supposed to teach somebody. And I said, well, no, that was never really part of the plan. Um, I was a mom of two young kids and I was working as a, a school counselor. And um, the whole, the whole overarching vision of, of this whole journey for me is the Lord saying, just take the next step. Yeah. And so he um, wanted me to teach. And so um, in the beginning, that looked like me sharing online what he had taught me. And so I launched this little website having no idea what I was doing yeah. and launched social media accounts and different things and just started telling people kind of what he had taught me as far as ways that I could eat to honor him and ways that I could move to honor him. And then that just kind of spread. Um, it took on a little bit of a life of its own. And through that, I found Revelation Wellness, which was a huge step in my journey. Um, and so it just grew. I had new people coming and reading, and I was still working as a counselor and different things. And um, went through training to be a Revelation Wellness instructor, which is a, a huge God story. If we have time, we can come back and I'll tell that to you. Yeah. Um, but the Lord just really took me through different steps and different parts of that. And then um, grew into where... Um, I had to make a choice, basically. I started teaching some classes part-time. I was still trying to work um, my regular job. And, and the Lord basically just said, do you trust me enough to step out and do this thing full-time? Yeah. And it was terrifying, um, mm-hmm. terrifying. Um, made no sense financially. Um, but my husband and I really both felt like that was where I was being called to go. And so with great um, fear and trembling, um, I left my, my work and stepped forward. And, and that was in the very beginning, fall of 2015. Okay. And I have watched the Lord unfold the most beautiful just testimony of his goodness and his faithfulness. Amen. Um, when I started this thing, I thought that it was all about getting healthy. 
it turns out the goal is not that. The goal is his glory. And he just used this little step of how I can show people, you know, ways to live well for the Lord. That's a piece of it, but the ultimate goal is his glory. And so it's kind of taken on different different aspects. You know, um, I teach live classes now um, at 5.30 in the morning. I do women. We call ourselves the tribe. And so um, they come at 5.30, and then I do an 8.20 class. Um, I run an online program called the at-home tribe. And the goal for those is community. You know, um, the real work happens after the workouts are done, when we're still on our mats and allow the Holy Spirit to meet and to convict and to reveal. Um, And so I'm doing that now. And then I do some online um, work where I coach women that are trying to get their ministries and their businesses off the ground. Um, I know without a doubt that I was created and put on this earth to encourage. And so the Lord is just now teaching me different ways that that's actually going to look like. And um, each of these things that I'm starting are pieces of it, but, but the goal again that I'm encouraging and equipping and leading um, so that he can be glorified in the lives of the women around me. Amen. Oh my gosh. I have so many things I want to touch on that you um, mentioned, but um, amen, right? To encouraging people. And I think that's why I love you so much. Like when I read your stuff and I get so encouraged and you make me smile is because I also am an encourager and I love the yeah. idea of just saying to people, you can do this, right? And a couple of things mm-hmm. you mentioned, I mm-hmm. think are super important for us to like kind of um, expand upon. Um, I love that you said you felt the Lord just saying, just take the next step, right? Right. Like right. not to need to have it all figured out. I think it's human nature to think, well, when I know exactly how this is going to turn out, then right. I'm going to be willing to take right. that step, right? Right, right. Yes, and that's a concept that he's been really kind of working on with me even just recently is the concept of you don't have to know it all to do something, right? So just because I don't know everything doesn't mean that I'm not ready to teach the thing that I do know. Yes. And I think a lot of us live in this place. My husband and I laugh about it. We call it analysis paralysis Uh (laughs) where we want to analyze and we say, well, I've got to know it perfectly before I do anything. Because we're so afraid we'll get it wrong. You know, for a lot of us, we're these perfectionists. We want to always do things with excellence. And I think that was a lot of my issue my whole life is I wanted to do it perfectly. And so when I couldn't, when I would make a mistake, then you withdraw and you withhold and you pull back. And so nothing gets done. Right. And the Lord's been teaching me a phrase that I'm using all the time. It's good enough and not said in a flippant or lazy way where I, I don't offer up what I have, but being able to say, I'm going to give everything I've got, and then I'm going to let the Lord make up the difference. And so what I have in this moment is good enough, yeah. and he can use it as he sees, he sees fit, but it doesn't have to about, be about me getting it all right all the time. Ooh, I love and that, that takes people off the hook and frees you up just to offer what you have, to be authentically you, um, which is what the world needs a lot more of. Oh, absolutely. And and when you said, just because I don't know everything, and it's like, just because you don't know everything doesn't mean you know nothing, right? It's not right. all or absolutely. nothing. You do know some things, absolutely. right? And you have learned. Right. Um, but you did it afraid. And I think, you know, that's a, a phrase we use a lot in holy yoga, but doing it afraid is, um, yeah. you know, it, it's... Yeah, you don't know what's coming next, but you're trusting the one who does. And so I love Mm -hmm. that. Such a great witness. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the name Wellness Witness? I love that. You know, I was somebody asked me that last week. And really, (laughs) there's no like profound story. 
I just sat, and like I said, when I first started, I thought this was only like a health thing. Like I was just teaching people how to lose weight. And um, and so we sat down and made a list, my husband and I, and we're like, okay, what's, what's the goal? Like what are we? what am I trying to do here? What am I being called to do? And I really feel like all of me can be used for all of him. And so even in our health, even in our, our wellness, it can be a witness to his goodness. And so that's kind of how it came from now that I'm doing different type things. It's not even necessarily the perfect fit name, but we're just going with it because we can, yeah, you testify of who he is, whatever you're doing, right? You could be cleaning houses or you could be driving a school bus, but I can still be well for his glory. So yeah, pointing back to his goodness. I love it. I think it fits great. I think it encompasses kind of everything. And I think it's just a beautiful name. That's why I asked because I think sometimes we can even get paralyzed with that, right? Like we might have a dream and we say, oh, I have to come up with the perfect name and the perfect social media profile and the perfect everything. And again, it's just kind of the lie of the enemy to to try to stop us in our tracks when we're about to go boldly out there with our faith. Um, yes, totally. And, you know, my background a little bit is when I was a teenager, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so part of that, too, is a lot of this journey is me saying, I can't control that, right? Like, I couldn't control what I was diagnosed with. The Lord is really good, and he chose to heal me from that. But it, as long as it's up to me, as far as it's up to me, I want to live well. And so I think there are choices we make that allow our bodies to heal and to recover, um, and so I'm going to do everything I can to treat this body well. And I feel like our, our bodies we've been given are our tool for ministering, right, and using whatever he's poured into us. So that was a part of it, too. Awesome. Well, when what kind of cancer and how old were you? I was 14 um, in the eighth grade, and it was thyroid cancer. And at the time, nobody had really ever seen it. Um, my mom was really, really hypervigilant. She's a nurse practitioner. And she took me to a doctor, and he said, no, it's just a goiter, and she'll live with it, you know, for most of her life. And my mom just insisted um, that I would be seen. So she took me to several people, and eventually somebody was willing to look into it. And they said, oh, we've never seen it in, in a kid this age. And um, now it's pretty common. Like, I've, I've walked through it with multiple women since then, but at the time they had not seen it. And so... Um, I dealt with that, let's see, that was summer after my eighth grade year, and um, by junior year, I had completed treatment and was considered um, completely healed. So oh, it's been a, praise it's been, God. Gosh, let's see, 16, I'm 35 now, so almost 20 years since then, which is such a gift, such yes. a gift. Yes, and thank God for your yeah. mother, right, advocating for you in that way. Right, yes, yes, totally, She's a gift for sure. And that would have been such a hard time, you know, eighth grade to junior year. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, I've, I've heard stories from other people that have walked through it, but of course I've had much worse roads. And so I'm, I'm super grateful that it was not, you know, anything worse than it was, but it was pretty hard as a teenager dealing with some of that and oh yeah, the treatments and the, the results of the treatments and um, but I'm, I'm so grateful every birthday. It's just a chance to celebrate. So. Oh yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I love that. Now, um, take me back to when at the beginning of the story, when you started talking about, um, the beginning, it was, it was January and gosh, we've all been in this space. I think I did it every year for years where every January 1st, yes. I was going to start losing weight and yeah. I was going to yeah. do a new program that was going to be the saving program, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. B1. Yeah. Yes. B1. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, of course. And so you find yourself in this cycle. So I'm just curious 
what, because you mentioned you didn't find Revelation till a while later, but Revelation Wellness, right. but you did start something and you did have some progress and some success, right? That's kind of the beginning of yes. this part of the story. But what did you do? Did you change your eating habits on your own? Did you, and I'm not looking for the name of a program, but I'm thinking, right. how did you, because there's a lot of people still in that cycle and they're wondering, all right, how do I make the lasting yeah. change? Yes. Well, let me give you the revelation. I call it my kitchen sink revelation. Okay. And it'll kind of set it up. But I'm standing at the kitchen sink. I have two young kids in the other room, and they had been asking for junk food and candy and all these things. And of course, we say no, right? We're like, right. it's not good for you. You can't have it. Meanwhile, I'm in the kitchen, standing over the kitchen sink, eating the candy that I won't let them have, right? Like, once again, I'm medicating with food for whatever I have in my heart. And I look up and I see this, this picture and this craft that my daughter had made me. And to anybody else, it would be just the most strange looking little doll. And to anybody else, those things would be worthless. But in that moment, I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, the way you treat that picture, the way you treat that little doll, you know, to anybody else, it doesn't have value. But to you, you love it because the way you feel about the gift giver. And he said, that's the same as your health, right? Like I can look at myself and say, this isn't anything special. I don't know why it matters, but I can choose to take care of it because I love the gift giver, the person who gave it to me. And that was a shift in my thinking. Um, it no longer was about how can I step on that scale and that number be lower, but how can I live in a way that is going to give glory to the person who made this, right? Like I believe that it matters. I believe that we've been called and equipped and all those things and that it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So how can I honor him through the way that I choose to live and to move and to eat? And that shift in thinking um, just gave me new perspective. Um, I learned a lot, read a lot of books, watched a lot of documentaries about the type food we're eating and about effective ways of movement. And so, you know, before I would think, well, I'm going to run a half marathon and I would run a half marathon, but never lose a pound, right? Like nothing would change. And so I just learned more effective ways. So lots of protein and produce. Um, I think that most of our foods that we eat should be as close to natural form as we can. Um, I learned about strength training, specifically metabolic training. So I can spend 20 minutes and get in a really effective workout and be done and not have to spend two hours at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was this process, though, Sue. Like it started off, you know, I was successful and I was losing weight. And then the second year I was teaching people but that also can become an idol, right? So there's the idol of laziness, the yeah. idol of not caring, of, of overindulging. But then there's also the idol of withholding and perfection. And and so the second year, I was just consumed a lot by how clean could I eat yeah. and how much weight could I lose and how much could I lift. Mm-hmm. So there's these two ends of the spectrum. And I feel like I swung from this side where I'm overindulging all the time to this side where now I'm restricting and I'm consumed by the foods I'm eating. And so after the second year, I feel like the Lord brought me back to the middle and he said, this is the path of freedom, you know, and a lot of that came through my training with Revelation Wellness. Um, and a lot of it has come since then, um, just day by day. Like there's a quote, I don't know who said it originally, but it's, you know, I'm not going to miss out on 95% of my life to weigh 5% less. And I fully believe like we're meant to live free, you know? And so if I'm obsessing about the food I'm eating, or if I'm neglecting my body and eating everything, I've missed it both ways. That's so just right. that path down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. It brings tears to my eyes. The story of the gift giver, 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful because yeah, I mean, just, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, that just Mm -hmm. takes my breath away. That's such a beautiful revelation that he gave you. And I think sometimes what's hard is we have these moments of clarity, right? Like we have these mm-hmm. moments where we go, oh, I totally get that. Thank you, Lord. I, I really want to yeah. live for you or I want to do that, you know, and I want to honor you in this. Right. And then and then we get off track. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I feel that sometimes when we get off track, what happens is we end up beating ourselves up about it. And, and if we're eating mm-hmm. poorly for lunch, then we're just going to have popcorn for dinner or whatever, oh. you know. Yes. Yeah. It goes back to the perfection thing we were uh-huh. talking about earlier. Remember, if we can't do it all perfectly, yeah. we don't do it at all. And it's actually a topic I was, I was talking, I have an at, online program, at Home Tribe. We were talking about that this morning in our video, um, that when we fall off track, why does it take us two weeks longer to get back, right? Or why do we stop and say, well, what could another program be? Like, what's the next thing? What's right. the next quick fix? And you have to, I think there's two things. I think you have to let the Lord teach you, obviously. But you need people around you that are going to come along beside you and say, this is why it matters, and I believe that you can. Um, and going back to their perspective of, I'm a body on mission, right? I'm not a body under construction. I'm a body that's been called to be on mission. Yeah. And I have to reframe my thoughts. You know, I'm three and a half years in, and it's still a struggle some days. You know, you, you have the mentality of, I'll start over on Monday. You know, that was me for years and years totally. and years. I'll start over on Monday and then by Wednesday, you know, the average diet in America lasts 59 hours. I've read by Wednesday. Wait, the average diet, I'm sorry to interrupt. The average diet lasts 15 minutes, did you say? No, 59 hours is what I've read. I I don't know. It feels like 15 minutes sometimes. Because I was going to laugh and say, I've done that one too. Yeah, Um, yeah, right. Right. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we always get tired, we throw in the towel, and then we say, well, we'll start again Monday because we want to do it perfectly right, right? So it's this diet mentality versus not on a diet. And so I've had to move away from both of those and be like, I'm going to live well, and I'm a body on mission, right? So how can I do those two things and still stay in that path of freedom? And I definitely don't always get it right, but I believe that it's worth the pursuit. Amen. I love that. Yeah. So tell me about, um, so you have this at home tribe, you have the live classes. I mean, you've mentioned some of the things that you do and I want to give you an opportunity just to tell people where do they find you? And if they want to look into like the work that you're doing, what's the best way to kind of find you and find out what you're up to? Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. So they can go to the website, www.wellnesswitness.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm mainly active now on, on social media. So on Facebook, it's Wellness Witness. And on Instagram, it's Wellness Witness. And then I have YouTube and different things. Um, on the website, you'll see a section for the at-home tribe. And that's just a community of women um, that are willing to be in the fight together. Like that's our goal is that we're going to cheer each other on to the things we've been called to do. Yeah. So fitness is one of those tools. But we also talk about health and we talk about um, we do Bible study and just different um, ways online to try to form community. You know, community is the piece that we miss most of the time because yeah. we try to set out on these journeys and there's no one beside us to cheer us along. And so that's um, the component of everything I'm trying to do, and whether online or in person, is connecting people and then encouraging them to do what they were created to do. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes people try to do the diet thing alone or, or you know, the, they try right. to, because almost, I don't know, do you think it's linked to maybe having some shame about needing to do it again? Or, mm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I think the reaching mm-hmm. out is tough. And then when you realize what I love that's happening, I feel like there's just this ground swelling all over the place um, with women coming together in community to help support one another in all different mm-hmm. realms, including and we talked a little bit about this before we started the um, recording, but I just love the idea of your business coaching and all of that. I love the idea mm-hmm. of encouraging other women to pursue their dreams mm-hmm. and say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get in these communities and you realize there are people that love you and want to encourage you, it's so good. But I think it's there's some fear around it before you experience it, right? And, and I think a community mm-hmm. rooted in Christ is completely mm. different than yes. a community yes. rooted in the world, the world. Um, yeah. Right. And so, right. And that some people have ahead. never had that is my point. You right. Know? right. 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 And I think for a lot of us, it requires a shift in thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Elisa Keaton with revelation one, I said, I've talked about like one of the main things she teaches is there is no lack in the kingdom, Amen. right? There's no lack in the kingdom. And so if someone that I'm walking through life with or someone that I'm in community with, is doing really well, like her victory is not my defeat. Amen. And so having to really learn a new way to walk through things with people that I can still cheer you on and you can do really, really good things. And that doesn't take away from what I'm trying to do. That's right. Um, the other thing the Lord taught me is I have some dear friends um, that we kind of mastermind together, right? Like we cheer each other on and um, strategize. And so they launched a program very, very similar to mine. Um, and I was able to help with that. But when it launched, it brought up all this stuff in me, so like stuff I thought I had dealt with, right? Yep. And so the Lord convicted me, and He said, "You know, Kira, is your goal to be the most well known and the most well liked, or is your goal my glory?" And so I go back to that time and time again. But if my goal is that He is being glorified, then it shouldn't matter if I'm the one doing the work or not. Oh, I'm so, oh, so glad yeah. you said that. I've struggled with that mm-hmm. in my own life. And mm-hmm. I it's brought sure. up so many, it brings up things where you're like, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know if it's competitiveness. It's that feeling mm-hmm. of comparison, um, comparison. Mm-hmm. it's wanting it all for yourself. And, and you realize when you know that there's no lack in the kingdom that, and you have an mm-hmm. abundance mentality there's not like mm-hmm. a limited pie where if she gets right. her slice, you right. can't have yours. It's like, no, no. Right. And God is so expansive. And, and what he does, what I have found, and this has been such a learning experience for me, but the more I open up, the mm-hmm. more I ask for help, the more I invite people in, the more mm-hmm. I'm in community, the more there is for all of us. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yes. And it's this, yes. Elisa like, says you, yeah. you give away what you need, right? You oh, give away what you need, and the more is poured back, right? Right. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And how many times we sit and go, well, they're not, they're not asking me, or they're not giving me what I need, or they're not giving me right. the attention I need, or whatever. And you're thinking, well, did you give right. them the attention? Did you right. call them? Yeah. Right. So I love that. Give. I love that. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all and that's that, a big part of the business coaching, right? Like, yes. I don't have to fear that I can't sit with a woman and tell her, right, this is exactly what works for me and worry about them excelling or going past because I want them to do well. Like, I'm at a place where the Lord has freed me from that same need to be known and affirmed and built up. And so I can say, 
let me help you run further and faster. Yeah. Um, and that's going to work too. But you know, it's so beautiful when you actually can do that with people and like you are for them. Yes. Um, and I think that's a picture of the body of Christ, right? Like it's a picture um, for women. It's hard. We have to continue pursuing it, but it's what we're called to do. Yeah. Yeah. Countercultural for sure. And I love how God's never done with us. I mean, you right. know, he's not, yeah. I mean, this is the thing that I'm 48 now, you know, things still come up for me where mm. I have that feeling mm. like, oh, what is that Lord? Yeah. But the time yeah. between, you know, me feeling that and reaching out to the Lord is, it's just a second. <laughs> like I know it's for, I right. know it's for him. Right. I know it's between me and the Lord. It's not between me and that other person. It doesn't have anything to do with anything except me getting my heart right with the Lord. And I think mm-hmm. that for me is, that is life-changing, but it's still in process. You know what I mean? Like, I can't say that there's Mm. ever a point where you arrive and you go, oh, now I never feel that way. (laughs) Yes, 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 totally. Last week, um, I realized that I was coming out of this season of just feeling like I had lost my joy a little bit in what I was doing and wasn't really sure what was going on. And so I really kind of sat with the Lord and it was two things. It was the one I told you about before, the perfection, right? Not being able to do it all well. And so not doing anything. And so I had stopped pouring out as much. And so there was no room for the Lord to pour in, right? When I'm completely stopped up yeah. and I'm not pouring anything out, he's not pouring in as much. So, and then the second thing he taught me was that I had forgotten that my goal was to love people well, and I had shifted into a business mindset. So I was called into a ministry, but somewhere along the way, it got really confusing. Yes. And I started believing that it was business first. And so he had to say, Kara, if you just love people well, I'll take care of the rest. You know, like I don't have to try to do more or provide more or be more. I just offer what I have, love people well, and then he takes care of the rest. I love that. It's so true. It's so true. Or even in Mm -hmm. church, I feel like I can, you know, with business definitely or ministry, but in church sometimes even, I just feel like, you know, we can start to perform for the Lord, start to really Mm -hmm. say yes to everything, start to serve everywhere, start to do all this stuff. And and I felt him saying to me recently, um, really, I just want you to worship me. Just worship yeah, me. Yeah, that's good. And there was mm, just freedom yeah. in that. Like I'm, you know, at church now just singing and not thinking, oh, I need to, you know, get the perfect message from this. Or I need to kind of organize right. everything, like write everything down that the pastor's saying. Or right. whatever. It's like, no, just be present and worship me. Yeah. It's yeah. a relief. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Called to worship before anything else. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, I just, I really do love everything you're doing. And I think that, um, I think there's this, when you talked about the balance between kind of, there's an idol of laziness and then there's an idol of perfection. I feel like there was a time where, um, the Lord really set me free from a lot of my striving and a lot of the perfectionism and all that. Like he really brought that to mind. But what happened to me physically and kind of with my eating and working out at that time is I started to feel like, well, the Lord loves me. I don't need to worry about that. Right. Right. And you fall too far into the place of freedom. Yeah, I did. And I, I, felt like that was, and then I didn't feel like myself and I gained a lot of weight Mm. and Mm. I didn't feel like there were so many things that came from feeling unhealthy. Like I didn't want to be intimate with my husband. I didn't want to um, go to yoga. I didn't want, and I'm Mm. a yoga teacher. Like I didn't want to do anything. Right. Right. And I, I just didn't feel like my best self. Even meeting new people became kind of like, oh, I just wasn't confident. And I, 
And so I think there's this balance and it's weird because no one really ever talks about that. And I, I, it's mm-hmm. like, for me, I felt like, am I, if I'm striving to lose weight, is that against the Lord in some way? Like not accepting of my, just where I am and who I am. And then mm-hmm. I realized the Lord was like, mm-hmm. no, you're not taking care of yourself right now. Like, right. 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 And so right. it is, it's hard because you can fall into that and then you can go, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned the other way where you're really you know, sometimes I, I'm like, my kids are older. I have a college and high school and I see some of these young moms and they're under a lot of um, stress to have everything organic and have everything exactly right, right. all of this. And I just thank God that I, I didn't have any of that because we didn't yes, really right, do that. Yes. Um, but also again, just a, finding, finding the balance, you know, wanting to teach your mm. kids well, um, and yeah. to make good choices, but not making them feel like they're prisoners around food. Um, right. Right. So, yeah, I think it's important. You have like big racks and you have small racks, right? So it's the whole Stephen Covey philosophy, yeah. but what are the things that are going to be most important for me or for my family? And those are the big racks. And I can really worry about those each day or really try to get those in place. But the other stuff, I just let go. And it goes back to the whole good enough, you know, those two words, like what is going to get me closer to where I've been called to go, but not take my peace in the process. Yeah. So it goes back to good enough, you know, good enough. It's good enough for today. And that applies to our parenting skills. That applies to our movement. That applies to our food choices. All of it. You know, that it takes the pressure off that we just do the best we can. Yeah. And some days that will look different than other days. That's right. And not beating ourselves up mm-hmm. too bad. If we have a bad day, just getting on back, back on track the next day and just saying, yeah, you know, it's right. okay. And Yeah. Or even the next moment, right? The next time we eat, the next time we drink, the The next next time we can move. Um, So getting away from that Monday mentality, you know, starting over every Monday. I did give, um, I, for the last four months, I had, you know, cut out sugar, yeah, sugar, alcohol, Mm, um, carbs, basically, you know, all of, and I was basically eating protein and um, vegetables and, Right. The thing that came for me is like what I love that um, Melissa Hartwig talks about from the whole 30. She talks about mm-hmm. um, non, uh, non-scale victories. Right. And, yes. um, you know, we've been talking about that just with Jesus. Obviously, the non-scale victory is always like, you know, glory to God for taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. and loving the vessel. But um, also just the clarity of mind is what really blew Absolutely. me away. I mean, mm-hmm. to be our best selves, you know, to be able to offer up ourselves when God calls us is to be, to have clarity of mind, sobriety of mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've, yeah. I've been asking my ladies about non-scale victory. Yeah. And we try to focus on those because that scale is so misleading. Yes. And usually it totally impacts their mental health and their emotional well-being for a while. So we try to stay away from the scale. Yeah. But there were several that were so good. One was a woman who comes to my classes that's in her 60s. She's retired. And she came to class and she said for the first time ever, she was in a like an Easter, like a passion play, like uh-huh. an Easter drama. And she said, I was able to hold my arms up in worship the entire last song and didn't have to lower them. Oh. And like, that was what she was training for, oh, you know? I love that. And then a woman beside her said, well, I'm able to get down on the floor and stand back up to play with my grandkids. And that's their victory. And then the woman beside her said, well, I was able to crank my lawnmower by myself without having to ask for help. 
It's you awesome. know, and so we're training for lots of different reasons, but the purposes are so that we can live better, you that's know, right. and whether that's to go out and fulfill some major big calling, maybe, yes, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's being able to carry your seven-year-old up the stairs to bed when he falls asleep, you that's know. Right. So just arms that are able to, to serve where you're called and legs that are able to go and um, all of it matters, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I love that so much. Awesome. Well, we are running out of time, but what I would love for you to do, and I know I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but would you be willing to just pray for us before we Yeah, go? totally. Awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. So God, I um, thank you for Sue for the vision that you have poured into her mm-hmm. that she desires to encourage um, those that are listening. And so right now for each man or woman or girl or boy who maybe push play on this podcast, God, we welcome um your spirit here. And we pray for any places that feel weary and tired and dry or broken that you right now would pour in joy and hope and strength and peace. Um, For those that know that they are being called to go forward, but they have no idea where to start. Lord, I pray that you would make their feet bold enough to take the first step um, that they would be willing to say, you're good and you go before me. And so I can trust you. Um, for anyone who's listening today who feels defeated with her circumstances, dealing with her health or her weight or her food choices, uh, Lord, we pray for freedom. Could yeah. you open her eyes and her ears to show her a new way today? Uh, Lord, for the ones that have gone again and again and again through the same cycle of defeat, who have circled the mountain again and again today, we say that they would turn north for yes. your glory and towards your purposes. Um, for anyone held captive today by fear or by lies, or by striving or competition, we pray freedom in the yeah. name of Jesus name today, of Jesus. that they will be able to turn and go a different direction. So Lord, we thank you for the work you have done and the work that is just beginning. And we say yes and more. Yeah. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you so much, Kara. That was beautiful. Yes, this is fun talking with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's been such a gift. I appreciate you.